Welcome to the Blazing Defender Report! Alright, alright, enough. Enough of the craziness. Jesus Christ. What a great intro though, right? Awesome. Mike Woodard. Mike at themike.com for all your magical producing needs. All right. Sorry for the early time, guys. Um, Something came up as it does in life. Good friend of mine is retiring from the fire service. Very abruptly, he is going, he's leaving 20 years of the fire department and going to be in the next police academy. So, going from one public service job to another, he's a good man. We need more police like him. Uh, so, it's happened kind of abruptly, and um, I'm, they're having a thing for him tonight at 7, which is originally the show time, but... I will be at his um, his little get-together, his little farewell uh, tonight. My wife wanted my dog up here, and I knew she wouldn't want to stay. Do you want to say hi? This is my baby girl. One second. Geez, hey, it's live show, guys. Get the fuck over it. Like podcasting with my sister's kids. Ah. All right. So uh, what I'm going to do is... I'm going to make it up to you guys because that's just how I do things on this show. Um, I fuck up and as I do in life and then I have to spend the rest of the time making up for it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a Halloween special tomorrow. Six-ish? We'll see. It's going to be in that time frame. It's going to be between six and seven, okay? Uh, Follow the Instagrams down. Oh, Lord. Bingo. Right there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit, okay? They won't silence me, goddammit. Um, follow that for the time of the Halloween special. It's going to be cool, man. And what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to go over some... Uh, horror comics are really popular right now. With Joe Hill writing, and you know Stephen King has had his... his, his da- has dabbled in, in writing comic books before. Um, but there's a lot of... Uh, good, very good horror comics, scary, spooky comics that are out there. And um, there are some that are on my list that you may not consider horror, but they have that horror element, and I'm going to tell you why on the show tomorrow. So if it's something that you might want to check out, uh, we're going to have some fun. Bring you a pumpkin spiced beverage with I don't know, bourbon in it. That didn't even sound good. Um, And we'll have fun. Okay, so on with the reviews. Okay, so these two books, man, I'm going to review. I said it the other night uh, when I was previewing this show. These are two of the most anticipated releases of 2020. Uh, Ain't saying much, right? Because of the shit storm that we were handed but so uh i don't know of two other books i'm trying to think right now other than maybe a, an event book um but the, these are these are two really really big books that uh one the, the, the last ronin and the three jokers are the two books i'm going to review 
And the the Three Jokers book has been teased for years. And we'll get into that when I get in the review. But first, we're going to do The Last Ronin. Okay? Now, you guys know that I'm not the biggest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles fan. I'm not saying I'm not a Turtles fan. I think they're great. I have, you know, issues one, two, and three in this room right next to me. If you ever come to my fucking house, you'll wish you didn't uh, if you want to get my, my Ninja Turtle books. Because um, they're worth them. A little bit, a little bit, as far as comics go. Uh, and they're pristine. Kevin Eastman has signed them. Suck it, motherfuckers. No. Um, we got to meet him two years ago, last year. Uh, he and a, a buddy of mine, Big Sam. And uh, fantastic, fantastic guy. Loves his fans. Um, so... It was really nice to meet him. Made me a bigger fan of his work. Uh, so the last Ronin, for me, it was not a must-have. Um, but I did want it. I'm a collector as well. And it might be a great story. And I'm, I'm, I love the samurai. I love uh, you know ma- the martial arts genre. I mean, I have a an, an oriental s- a sleeve. That's a samurai on my arm with a dragon head and all this shit. So it, it's right up my alley. It's just something I didn't really ever get into. Uh, I get into everything else. And I think there just wasn't room for the turtles, to be honest. But uh, The Last Ronin did appeal to me. I mean, these covers are fantastic. And if you're into variant covers, which if you're new to the show, variant covers, this is cover A. This is the this is the, re- the cover that you're going to get at every comic shop, okay? There are 72 variant covers. 72. Now, for you guys that have been in comics a while, Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight 3, the Master Race series, I didn't think anybody would have more variant covers than that, and I'm pretty sure this does. So, and there, there, there are some incredible variant covers to this. I've actually have some on the way to me. Uh, this is my copy that I got from my comic shop. You can see it's it's glossy. Uh, we would call this like a prestige format almost. It's a very nice book. It's big. It's big. Uh, Eight ninety nine for this motherfucker though, right? Eight ninety nine. So it's steep. That's a steep price to pay, but it is a gorgeous cover. It's a, it's a nice laid out book, um, but the variant covers are amazing, uh, and I've got a few of them coming. I'll show. I'll, I'll I'll post them on the the interwebs when I get them. So get let's get into the story of this. Now, was it worth it? Right, and that's what you want to fucking know. Was this worth it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing about first issues is they're setting up a story, right? Now, the job of a first issue, in my opinion, my humble opinion, is it's got to it's got to grab you. It's got to make you excited for the next installment of the story. But in this case, you you need to be hyped to pay another nine bucks, okay? Another nine dollars to to finish the story out. So it's really got a, a big hill to climb in that aspect. Okay, now turtle fans are going to gobble this shit up. They ain't worried about it. Okay, um, they're not going to worry about that 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 type of shit at all. Because, like I said, I'm not even a Ninja Turtle fan. I'm a, f- a a fan of Eastman and what he's done. Uh, I love this genre, as I've explained, and I bought it. 
So a lot of collectors will because they don't want to miss out, right? Ah, so, sorry. So, um, the story, okay, basically it's a very futuristic. It's kind of set, it's set sometime in the future. We don't know how far in the future. There are going to be spoilers, guys. And what I try to do is I try not to, what I will, what, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to tell you everything. I'm going to try to give you bits and bones. Uh, I try not to spoil things, but sometimes it just it does get spoiled. Okay, uh, there is a twist that I will not tell you about the end of this book. Uh, you got to find that out for yourself. I, I would hate it's just like a, a movie or or a TV show for me, man. Like, don't give me the best parts. Let me experience it for myself. So, what I'm just gonna do is I'm gonna set the story up. And this is a turtle. We don't know which turtle. He's wearing a black mask. He's using a, a variety of different weapons. So he's kind of not recognizable in that in that uh, instance. He is on a mission to take down. Um, and seeing this is another thing about. Oop, there it was right there. I just turned right to it. Um, about not being a Turtles fan is Hiroto. Hiroto is the grandson of Shredder. Okay, he's the grandson of Shredder. So that's how far in the future we are. And this Hiroto apparently wiped out the Turtles. Or did he? Is this a original Turtle? I don't know. You might find out at the end. He may be something new. Okay, so that's interesting, right? It's pretty interesting. Uh, the, 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 the story really is him... Uh, Think of it as like the raid movie or a video game. He's he's trying to get to Hirito, which is a insurmountable task, right? Because he's got guards and security, and you know it's it's a uh, it's in the future, so tech is a little more advanced. He's using ninja weapons and ninjutsu skills, smoke and and all that. Uh, it looks great. Uh, Eastman and Laird, you know, I mean, people have been wanting them to, to, to do something for a long time, and they have. Um, and it's it's it looks great. The comic looks really really good. He's it's there's not a lot of blood because he's basically fighting uh, like um, robots, androids uh, as his security. Um, again, the art is really really good. You really don't see. The cast of usual suspects, like I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away, but you know the turtles have had a had a group of uh, friends, allies in this fight against Shredder, right? You really don't see a lot of them, okay? Because it's basically him climbing the levels of this fortress to get to Harito, and when he finally does, um, some things are maybe recognized or enlightened. Um, so, it it it's a story. It's a story. Imagine that. Wow, man, you're fucking good at this shit. No, uh, it's a story. It's the first part of a story. Now, I like this. I did like it. I like the action. I like, of course, I like how Eastman draws action and fight scenes. He is, uh, he's a martial artist as well. And he's been doing it a long time, so he understands, like, if I'm kicking a guy here, the next panel where I kick a guy, I can't really kick him with the other foot because this foot's been up in the air. I'm going to spin over and kick him with the same foot. You know what I mean? So it flows. And Eastman's always been really, really good at that. 
um, which, you know, as a, a martial artist and, and uh, a guy that's been in a couple scraps, I appreciate the attention to detail when it comes to, to uh, the fight scenes, if you will, the fight choreography of the comic book. Uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Now, Big Sam, I had spoke to him. Uh, he's read this. He gave it a 9.5. Uh, that's, uh, now let me explain that, that, that a little bit. That is a half a point away from the perfect comic book. All right. Uh, no, not, not, I'm not giving it a 9.5, but I also said Big Sam is the biggest Ninja Turtles fans I know. So, um, yeah, I'm not giving it a 9.5, but I will give it an eight. I'll give it an eight, uh, because I like the potential that it brings, um, there's really no flaw in it other than it's kind of one dimensional. It's this Ninja Turtle, um, climbing the levels to get to the big boss. So, uh, and it, and it didn't end like I thought it would. So that's always appreciated in any kind of story. Uh, so the last Ronin, I give it an eight. Um, I like the potential that it brings, good artwork, great action, cool covers, man, especially if you can score uh, one of the variants, the very, very, very cool variants. Uh, I love the Turtles. I'm probably right there with you with the eight or seven. It's just a start, so it's a lot of potential. Absolutely. You know, first issues are really, really, really hard. That was Neil Brandon, by the way. Uh, and Debo said, the covers look sick. And Debo's in the house. Um, yeah. This covers are ridiculous. And maybe what I'll try to do is uh, for tomorrow's show, I'll try to uh, get some of those covers just to show you all some of the dope-ass covers. Now, I've got a couple coming. Uh, I got in on the cutoff on a bunch. I pre-ordered them a while back. So when I get them, um, which they should have already been shipped out, uh, I should get them in a couple days. I'll let you guys see them on the show. Uh yeah, the art, Neil said the art was definitely my favorite part. Yeah, the arts, Eastman's art's just good. It's just good. Now, you know, is he Jim Lee? Is he Jason Fabok? No, he's not. Uh, but his style works with the Turtles, and it's so recognizable. Like, oh, my God, that's Kevin Eastman. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys. He's been around for so long, and he is really good. So his art is very, very recognizable. Okay, uh, so the next book, all right? So Ronan, uh, the last Ronan. Yeah, check it out. Of course, check it out. Uh, see for yourself. Like I said, Big Sam gave it damn near a, the perfect comic. Uh, like I said, I'm not doing that, but um, I am intrigued on where this story goes. Uh, the la I, I, love, I love the idea of the last Ronan set in a futuristic time. I think it's pretty cool. And... Well, we'll get into that. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to jump the gun on, on where I think this story is going to go just yet. All right. It, it There's a chance it may have been done before. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Uh, all right. The next book, okay, which I had hyped to you guys just the other day on episode one of season two. Uh, talked about, you know, some of the great comics that I've read lately. Three Jokers is one of them. Now, this is part three. This is the conclusion of the Three Joker story. And what I want to do is I want to I want to go back to what I said earlier about this being teased for a few years now. So during a Justice League run, what Johns wrote, the continuity bully Jeff Johns, and you know people were asking like, why were you calling him the continu continuity bully the other day? I'll tell you. You, I'll get. I'm getting to that. 
I don't want to bury the lead. Um, so another story that he wrote for the Justice League was the Dark Side War. Okay, one of my favorites, if not, it, I'm now fuck it. I'm saying it. It is my favorite Justice League story. Wonder Woman. Uh, they introduced a half Amazon, half apocalyptic, uh, apocalyptian, uh, badass warrior named Frail. She's like kind of the half sister to Wonder Woman, you know, and she's badass. Uh, Fabok did the arts on a lot of it, so. Oh, lo and behold, we're getting Johns and Fabok back. Now, during the, the Dark Side War, Batman possessed the chair of, of Metatron. Metatron was, uh, he's this dude, he floats around his chair, he's a new god, he floats around his chair, it's the chair of knowledge. He knows everything. He knows everything, okay? He asked what the Joker's real name was. And the chair pings. He goes, ping, ping, ping. When it gives him answers. No one else can hear it but him. And, like, Bruce is like, what? No, it can't be. No, that's not possible. You never find out. This was a few years ago. I want to say 2017, maybe. It was Dark Dark Side War. I wish uh, Jason um, Jason Jones was in the chat because he would know. Uh, but it, it, it was a few years ago. So everybody was speculating, what the hell did the chair tell Batman about the Joker? Okay, so this story has been teased for a long time. I told you the story about me kind of guessing this from Jason Fabok because of this, uh, this picture up here when I met Fabok and we talked about what, what he was doing next. And this is one of the things that we gleaned out of it. Uh, that's a few years ago, too. Um, actually, Dark Side War actually came before I talked to Fabok. So that's how long ago this has been. So it's been teased for a long time. Now, lo and behold, we get the three Joker story. Everybody's very excited. Okay, so you do have three Jokers in this story. You have the comedian. You have uh, the clown. And you have the um, shit. I'm, I'm losing the last. The com- you had the comedian, the clown, and the criminal. Okay, now the criminal is a very, uh, if, if you want to compare him to somebody, he's very Joaquin Phoenix-ish. But he's very, like, he's criminal-minded. Like, it's he's not, he is about chaos, but he's more about the act of of breaking the law. Okay? he He has the affliction where it hurts him when he laughs. So his laugh isn't maniacal like the comedians and the clowns. Okay? So, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything because it is a three-part story. Um, so what happens is you you have, of course, you have Batman, you have Barbara Gordon, and you have Jason Todd. Now, people that don't know, Jason Todd was one of the Robins that was killed by the Joker. Okay? And it happened to be one of these three Jokers. I won't tell you which one. You can read and find out. Alright? So, bringing these these two in, I automatically have flashbacks of the killing joke. Okay? Alan Moore's classic Batman story. Okay? I thought it fucking sucked. I'll be honest. Um, 
it didn't suck as far as it was very adult. Uh, a lot of people didn't really put it in DC continuity. And the reason I say that is because there's a story a lot of people consider the origin story of the Joker. He was a failed comedian. He was down on his luck. He got into working with some bad people. Uh, his wife and child are in, ended up being killed. And it broke him. It's like everybody is one bad day from being the Joker. Okay? Uh, the Killing Joke, I just really hated the ending. I get it. But just didn't work for me. Okay? Uh, but the things he did to Barbara were horrific. And the things he did to Commissioner Gordon, making him watch what he did to Barbara, was horrific. Uh, he, gave, he gave Gordon LSD. Like, just tormented the fuck out of both of them. Because they were the closest uh, allies to Batman. Okay? Uh, well, not maybe so much Barbara, but 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 Gordon for sure. And the Joker wasn't going to have that. Joker's, the Joker and Batman, they had that weird relationship, right? Well, in this story, it gets a lot weirder because now you've got three separate Jokers. Each one have played a part in something horrific in Batman's life. Jason Todd's life and Barbara Gordon's life. Okay? So, this story started out very, it started out incredible for me. Jason Todd was was pretty much the um, the main guy, and he's got so much pent up anger because he was killed and then resurrected, okay, via the Lazarus Pit. Um, after after the Joker killed him, he became the Red Hood. So he took on Joker's very first role as a supervillain because the Joker was the Red Hood, okay, before he was the Joker. All right. So, uh, Todd's got a lot of pent-up stuff. Again, not spoiling anything, but a lot of shit happens with Jason Todd and, and one of these Jokers. Alright, it's pretty crazy. Alright, and now we have this weird relationship with Barbara, Jason, and Batman. Alright, they kind of don't know what to do. They're very much in a, in a conundrum. Alright, um, it looks like, and I don't think this is spoiler territory at all, it looks like the Joker is trying to create another Joker, a better Joker, because he says, and this is the criminal Joker, mind you, he's saying, once I do this, I can finally rest. Okay, so I don't know what that meant, alright? Uh, there's a lot of um, weird, like, one-line statements in this book. Don't know how you can take it. Um, didn't know what that meant. I guess that means he was retiring. I don't know. Um, but so, uh, Joe chill, which everybody knows is in the comics, the, the criminal that killed Batman's parents. Now you get a, um, I don't want to say you get closure. Does Batman get closure with Joe chill during the story? You guys will have to read it and be the judge. Um, it is, if, if I have a favorite part of the conclusion, it is that dichotomy between Batman, like, this is the man that made me who I am. And I'm saving his life. Okay, again, I don't think that's spoiler territory. All right, now does he? 
He may have saved it once, but does he save it again? I don't know. I do know because I read it. <laughs> I want you to read it, and I want you to find out. Okay, I want you. I want you to discover this yourself. All right. So that was probably my favorite part of the conclusion. Uh, so really quick before I get to my final thoughts on it, Neil Brandon says this was my pick of the week. We already talked about that, but I enjoyed everything from the art to the beginning to the end. I feel a lot of people weren't happy with the ending. So it left a lot of stuff open for future stories, and that's what the Joker is, just endless chaos and ambiguous questions. That's a great that's a great take. And again, my show, there are no wrong opinions, okay? Unless they're against mine, then that means they're wrong. So, Neil, you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're not wrong. That's a great way to look at it. Um, I look at it a different way. And the reason I am disappointed is, is because... It's called the Three Jokers. Why? Why were there three Jokers? You know, and I know they like to play this three-card Monty with who was the first Joker. And even the clown Joker says, I bet he regrets making me. Or did I make him? You know, like, you know. So, but we don't get any resolution to why there was three Jokers. It, was it because they were trying to confuse Batman? Batman didn't realize there was three Jokers, so it worked. But they still revealed themselves to him. And that's unclear. Okay? So, it, it that part of the story really doesn't make a lot of sense. And so, I don't... I, 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 I'm really struggling here on not... Um, not spoiling anything. But so like I just said, the Metatron chair told Bruce the Joker's real name. Did he give him three names? We don't know. Batman never says that. But there is a scene where Jason Todd, after they just had a very intense conversation about an event that happens in this book, Batman and Jason, and Jason says, do you know his real name? And Batman says, no, I don't. And Barbara's like, and he goes, you're lying. And Barbara's like, why would he lie about that? Why wouldn't he tell us? It, it protects us if we know who the Joker really is. Bruce would tell us. Jason's like, yeah, whatever. He's fucking lying. And Bruce was. Now, in this story, when you finally get to the end of it, you're going to find out that Bruce has always known the Joker's real name. Then if that's true, why did Bruce act so shocked when the Metatron chair told him the name? I don't know. Now, could it be they gave him three names? I don't know. We don't know. It's ambiguous at that point. We we No one really knows what the Metatron chair told him. But Bruce says he's known from the beginning and... You say, well, what do you mean in the beginning? I don't want to spoil that because that is a big part of the ending of this story. Now, when I call him a continuity bully, we are definitely pulling from the Killing Joke story here. So if you're a little unfamiliar with that story, I would advise you go back, reread it. I know, I know, wasn't the best. Go back and reread it and then read Three Jokers. It you'll it At the end, it will all make sense. Well, you're going to have questions just like I do. Uh, now, I like John's. I always have. I think he's written some incredible shit. Sinistro Wars, that Dark Side War. 
Uh, he wrote one of the book, one of the comics that I gave a perfect ten to, and that is Rebirth Zero with Barry Allen and Kid Flash. It was a hard. It was oh my god! It was so good. Nailed it. So I'm a John's fan. Not so much here. I don't know what the Three Jokers was about. Um, there's a lot of build up to this story. I don't think it hit. Now, what I will tell you is absolutely fucking phenomenal about this book is the artwork. Jason Fabok's artwork is amazing. It is so good. He is the next Jim Lee, if not already past Jim Lee up. Yep, I said it. I know he's a friend of the show. I know he signs my ship, Blazing Defender. It doesn't make any difference. He is amazing. His Batman is becoming one of my favorite Batman of all time. Jim Lee will always have my favorite Batman. Box Batman just looks visceral, and I love it. So, in saying that, there's not a lot of action in this, which there has been a lot of action through the book, which has been fantastic because of Box art. But there's a lot of dialogue between Joker and Batman, okay? In Arkham, on the trip to Arkham, and they're talking. And it they're not really saying anything, but just the way Fabok draws it, it gives it weight. It's 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 hard to explain. It's it's one of those things comics do, right? It's why we love them. Is like you look at a panel or a spreadsheet or a splash page and you're going Oh wow! Look how that and it flows, man. It's like it's like artwork. It is artwork, but I mean, like it's like a good tattoo. Like this flows into that, and it's just seamless, and it's it's telling a story. And oh, I get it now. And you know, it Fabok, man, dude, he's killing it. This this is one this these three issues, and he doesn't wane. Like a lot of great guys, like even Opeña and uh and and Murphy. They're fucking great artists. I love them. Like, two of the best. Okay? If there's top five, them two guys are in the top. Um, and when they're on a long run, your their artwork, start, you start to see it. Like, they're pushing deadlines and, you know, because I think they're slower because they are so good and so detailed. Uh, like, you know, Sean Murphy especially. You can see things start to get sloppy and not as tight. I don't know what Faybox' timeline was on this book, but... Fucking issue one to issue three looks fantastic. It's so gorgeous. Worth the money. Worth the money. Now, I will give this issue probably the lowest score if I gave the three, which you're going to think, oh, that sucks. Not really. I'm going to give this an eight as well. Because, um, like Neil said, Neil makes a great point when saying they left a lot of stuff open for future issues, and they did. We're definitely going to see this revisited. Are we going to see it 10 years from now? Who knows? Um, But they did leave a lot of stuff open-ended. But that's also what upsets me about this whole story is I don't want it. I don't want unanswered questions. I want my questions answered. And that's what you promised me. When you reveal the Batman who who the Joker was, and then we get this story, and we still really don't know. You see what I'm saying? Now, he says he knows who the Joker was the whole time. You know, and he's telling Alfred that. Um, so, 
you know. And again, you have to remember this is Black Label. And Black Label, is it in continuity with DCU? Obviously not this story because Alfred in the regular comics is gone. He's dead. Bane killed him. Um, so did this happen before or you know what I mean? Uh, Neil says when the Joker's involved, I don't think you'll ever get answered questions. Something will always be left unanswered. Absolutely. And it, like you said, Joker is chaos. He is, um, anarchy, right? Uh, the, the clown Joker in this book very much represents the Joker. I think we all associate with. Not so much the comedian, not so much the clown or the criminal, but more of the um, clown. Uh, yeah, the criminal and the comedian. We didn't really associate. Like, yeah, you could definitely see that, the Joker in them. But the 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 clown Joker was the one that's just pff, but, butthole crazy. Okay? Uh, but again... If you're gonna if you're gonna run the three Joker story, at least let me know why there are three fucking Jokers. And if it was to throw Batman off their trail, why did they reveal themselves to Batman? Batman didn't figure it out. They revealed it. You know? So I don't know. There was I had some issues with John's storytelling in this book. Uh it didn't stick the landing, as they would say in better podcasts than this. But um you know, Faybox art worth every penny of this book. And look, I mean, these covers, man. These covers. This has got some great variants, too. And they're all like, you know, profile or not profile shots, but headshots of Batman, Batgirl, uh, the, one of the three Jokers. Um, so it, it's, it, it's fantastic artwork. But, you know, do I recommend it? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. I'm a Batman fan. If you're a Batman fan, absolutely. And again, like with the Turtles, people are going to buy this. Batman fans are going to buy it because you can't not know the three Joker story if you're a Batman fan because you're going to be wearing I'm a Batman fan t-shirt and someone's going to go, hey, man, what you think about the three Joker storyline? You're going to go, it was okay. You know what I mean? So you want you want to know your shit when it comes to this, so you got to read it. Um, uh, again, I don't have my copy with me, but, uh, it's, uh, black labels, prestige format. It's like this. It's a little bit larger. It's got the, the nice cover on it. Um, and it, they're, they're not cheap. They're not cheap guys. So, uh, but, but definitely check it out. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to tell us, you know, be honest. And I am, I am being honest. I'll always be honest with you. Um, you know, check out both of them, man, uh, especially if you're a fan of it, which you probably already read it and you're disagreeing with me right through the, te- you know, right through the computer screen. You're like, motherfucker, this was fan. This was a masterpiece. Jeff Johns is shit. Um, you know, I'm really surprised that something like The Killing Joke, which is considered one of the best Batman stories of all time, I'm actually really shocked that they would change it. Maybe. They did change it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right, guys. It's 620. I got to cut out of here. I got to wash my butt. And I got to trim the mane. <laughs> I'm not trimming shit. I need to wash it. 
Um, and I'm going to head out to my buddy's thing. But I appreciate you guys watching. Sorry uh, for the short the short cast. But like I said, uh, I wanted to get this out because I told you I would yesterday. So I don't want to be a liar. And uh, I'm not a liar now. Uh, but uh, Halloween special tomorrow, 6 or 7. Uh, follow me on the uh, web pages down there in the right-hand corner. Uh, Blazing Defender Report, Blazing Defender at Twitter, uh, Twitch, and on Facebook. Uh, and there's my man Debo, the best hype man in the world. My Alfred. Uh, yeah, there's my Apple, my YouTube, my Facebook, all that shit. So click those links, hit the follow. And if you get a Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch subscription to use on any on any anything you want. Uh, I would appreciate you using it on me. Uh, costs you nothing and gives me just a little bit. And uh, so I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Hey, just when we think things are starting to calm down, things amp up again in certain parts of the country, please keep your heads on swivels. Be safe. Be kind to people. Treat people like you would want to be treated. Uh, so really quick on that note. I was at Kroger today, and I was going to get something from the deli, and there was a couple people. So I went over to look at something else. Well, when I did, one person that was getting helped got helped, so he walked away. And then another lady that was in line kind of walked away. So I was like, oh, shit. So I walked up. Guy asked me if I need help. Yep, I want this. Uh, I turned around, and the lady that walked away is behind me. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I cut you? Because I fucking hate that shit. I hate it. And she goes, no, 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 I walked away. I thought that guy was going to be longer than he was. It's no big deal, no problem. And I was like, okay, well, I'm really sorry if I did, you know. So I went to look at something else while this dude was making my, my lunch meat. And when I come back, she's hugged up on the deli thing, the deli counter. And uh, she said, yeah, when you walked away, those people walked up and cut me. Yeah, she wasn't being nasty about it or anything. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm, oh my gosh, they did. Like, and I looked over and the lady was like, I didn't cut you. I didn't see you standing over there. And he asked me if I needed help. And I went, well, she's not mad, miss. I said, she was just telling me that she's kind of had a bad day. And this is kind of stuff that happens to you when you have bad days. I said, but if you knew she was here, you should have told that guy that there was somebody else in front of you. Well, I didn't know if she needed help or not. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I wanted to be like, well, that's not what you just fucking said, is it? Lunch meat, bitch. It's lunch meat. Hey, I, man, were you next? Oh, okay. I think you need to help her. Come on, people. Fuck. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. So don't be that guy. If you're watching this fucking show, you watch it on a replay, you're listening to it on fucking iTunes, I don't give a shit you're in your car. Just be fucking nice to people, man. If you wouldn't want to be cut in line, don't you cut people in line. Because then guess what? When somebody cuts you, you ain't got fucking shit to say. All right? Be nice. Don't be a dick. Blazing Fender said don't be a dick. Guys, have a great night. Rest your night. I'll see you tomorrow night, right? Hey, two for two, two in a row. Two in a row. Not bad. Not bad. Alright guys, I'll see you later and uh, be safe. Be safe. I'll see you guys. Peace.